Let's open the Word of God to Matthew chapter 13 for an opening passage of Scripture. Matthew 13. Our Lord Jesus Christ in this chapter is speaking to the people in parables. And it tells us in verse 34, All these things spake Jesus unto the multitude in parables, and without a parable spake he not unto them. In this particular chapter, a parable is an extended proverb. It's a metaphorical, figurative lesson that is hard to understand. That's why it's called a parable and a proverb. The Bible makes a comparison in several places that when Jesus spoke expressly or plainly, it was the opposite of speaking in parables or proverbs. And so with that short introduction, the parable of the sower has just been given in Matthew 13, verses 1 through 8, and I want to begin at verse 9 and read several verses. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. But whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken away even that he hath. Therefore speak I to them in parables, because they seeing see not, and hearing they hear not, neither do they understand. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah, which saith, By hearing ye shall hear, and shall not understand. And seeing ye shall see, and shall not perceive. For this people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted, and I should heal them. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. For verily I say unto you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see those things which ye see, and have not seen them, and to hear those things which ye hear, and have not heard them. Amen and amen. Amen. In John chapter 6, Jesus uses some parabolic speech, some proverbial speech, some figurative metaphorical language by comparing himself to bread. He says, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And in so doing, it provoked the anger of that crowd of 5,000 that he had fed with the loaves and fishes. And here is another angle on why Jesus would speak in a way that caused confusion rather than conversion. And he tells us why. Because they were not to be converted. God's judgment was on the nation of Israel for 1,500 years of privileged revelation from God that they had rejected. And so there was only a small part of the nation that was going to believe. And he points out to these apostles of his that were there, they were part of that privileged group to understand those mysteries. 
In verse 10, when the disciples came and asked, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? It's because parables are so hard to understand. They did not grasp why Jesus would use that method or that form of teaching. And so he explained to them, because I'm intending to confuse them, because they can't hear, they can't see, they can't understand, I'm going to leave them that way, but I will explain the truth to you. And as soon as the next few verses are Jesus taking his apostles aside and explaining the parable of the sower to them, because they didn't really understand it either, so he gave the explanation here in Matthew chapter 13. There's two things we should grab from this passage as we start our day of worship of the Lord. First is in verse 9 and in verse 16. And it's an issue of ability. There's two issues, content and ability. The content of what Jesus was teaching in Matthew 13 was wonderful. He was teaching things that righteous men and wise men had desired to see for millennia and had not seen. You know, it doesn't matter whether it was Noah or Abraham or Jacob or David or Isaiah, they did not see the gospel era clearly and the Son of God coming into this world to be our Savior. They saw those things only obscurely. But here, Jesus is laying the truth out in his gospel preaching. And he says, many righteous men, Abraham's. They wanted to see and hear these things and didn't. But you get to. And brethren, we get to. Amen. Because we're on this side of the cross. Amen. We're on this side of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. So first of all, in verse 16, Jesus says, Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. And those statements are a statement of ability. Most people don't care about God, Christ, or salvation. Right. They don't care about holy living and following the Word of God and keeping Jesus Christ's commandments. Most don't care, and we wouldn't care if He hadn't blessed our eyes and blessed our ears to care. Right. And so in verse 16, it's an issue of ability where God, through Jesus, said, Blessed are your eyes. I have blessed your eyes. God has blessed your eyes to see me. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Right. And so verse 16 is ability, and verse 9 is ability. Because in verse 9, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. There's men that are deaf, now they have two ears, but those ears are deaf to spiritual truth. They can hear all kinds of intellectual truth, they can make mental assent to logical connections that ring true, but they can't hear spiritual truth. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. But some men have ears that hear, and when they hear about Jesus Christ, they hear something beautiful, they love what they hear, and they want to obey what they hear. And that difference is a difference that God makes, and it's ability. So verse 9 and verse 16 are verses of ability, and verse 17 is a verse of content, because it goes on to describe the righteous men and prophets and wise men have not seen or heard these things, but you get to hear them, 
And so those are the wonderful things of the gospel that we get to hear today. Two issues, though. We need to hear it, and we need to be able to hear it. So we need the ability, and we need to have the word of God to present it to us. Jesus is here in spirit, because he told us he would be. Where two of you, where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I will be in the midst of you. But he's here by his word. And so we can read in the Bible the things written down by the gospel writers that Jesus said, and we can have those wonderful things that wise men and righteous men desired to hear and never did. And we have the ability. Why else would we be here this morning? I've been told that there's cartoons on Sunday morning. I've been told that it's going to be a beautiful day today and it'll be a great day for golf. I've been told that we could be getting amped up for the Grammy Awards. But we're here. Why are we here? Because verses 9 and 16, God's given us ears and eyes so we hear and see the wonderful things of Jesus Christ. Then let's be faithful and stick to the Word of God today and only lay out those things out of this pulpit, no matter who's in the pulpit today, that line up with the Word of God and are those wonderful things of the New Testament gospel. Let us thank God for ability and content. Our Holy Father in heaven, there is none beside Thee. Lord God Jehovah, we worship Thee and thank Thee for loving us and having revealed Thyself to us and for having enabled us to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ to see the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and to believe with understanding, and not just with understanding, but also with affection and commitments of service and loyalty to the Savior for the duration of our lives. Father in heaven, forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee that we have promised to us in Scripture, if we confess our sins, He, that is Thee, O Lord, art faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Wash us clean this morning with the precious blood of the Lamb. Take away our sins and iniquities, lest they separate between Thee and us. Unite our hearts today. Draw us together. Heavenly Father, be in our midst by the presence of your Holy Spirit. Stir our hearts up. Stir our minds up. That we will look upon the Lord Jesus Christ with more affection than ever before. That we will commit our lives to greater service than ever before. Heavenly Father, we pray for every pastor, every servant, every saint of yours throughout the world, calling upon your name in sincerity and in truth, that you will be with them and bless them with the same blessings or greater that we pray for ourselves. We are nothing. We are the least of thy saints, the least of thy children. But we pray for a blessing today from thee, that with the ability you've given us, we will lift up our voices and lift up our hearts and our minds and worship Thee as we should and sing Thy praise and glorify Thee in our words and our thoughts. Father in heaven, we thank Thee for America. 
We live in a great nation. You have blessed it abundantly. We enjoy a greater combination of blessings than any people before us. We pray for our government, from its highest officials to its lowest magistrates and servants. Bless them, protect them, give them wisdom, lead them, guide them. Heavenly Father, though many of them may not pray to Thee this day, we intercede on their behalf and supplicate Thee and beg Thee to help them to be the fathers and leaders and rulers of this nation for the benefit of Your people that live within its shores. Father, we thank Thee for every good thing that cometh down from the Father above. We thank Thee for every good thing that we enjoy daily. You have blessed us abundantly. We give thanks for the smallest things in our homes and our pockets. We give thanks for the health that we have enjoyed, our families, our nation, our employment, Your blessings upon it, our finances. O Lord, You have blessed us and smothered us and overwhelmed us with goodness. You have filled our hearts with food and gladness. And we thank Thee for every bit of the goodness that You've shown us in spite of our foolishness and sins at times. O Lord, now be with us. Gird up the loins of our minds and help us to do so. That we will pay attention to the words of the Savior and that we will have affection for the one behind those words, even our Lord Jesus Christ. It's in His name that we commit these assemblies and our time together to Thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.